everyone. My name is Linnea Marie, and I am the host of the Tickle.Life podcast, talking about sex, tell me your story. And today's show is a bonus episode. Our Tickle.Life COO and head of education, Angel Russell, had the chance to sit down with an amazing comedian and actress, Margaret Cho. Their intention was to record content for our video pitch deck, but the conversation was so wonderful that we didn't want any footage to go to waste. Margaret graciously agreed to share it with us, and I can't wait to share it with you. Um, I'm Angel Russell from Tickle.Life, and I am being joined by the fabulous comedian and actress, Margaret Cho. Margaret, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we're here today to talk a little bit about my favorite thing, the importance of sex education. Um, anybody who's ever spent five minutes with me knows that's my whole life. Uh, but all, it's wonderful to know that you are also a supporter of those of us doing this work and sex education. And I mean, you always have been as long as I've ever followed your career, you've been such a great voice for the quality of good sex ed. Um, so I think I'm going to start with asking you to tell me a story about a time when sex education would have made things easier or better for you. I think just, you know, uh, I was just never told about sex. Like my parents still haven't told me where babies come from, which is so insane. I think that they're like, we're supposed to find out somehow, like they don't tell kids and it's more than just reproduction. I mean, that's a very sort of entry level idea of sexuality, but that's really not where I'm coming from and certainly not what sex is. And that sex isn't for procreation it's for so many things it's for communication it's for connection it's for um identification it's for so many things outside of procreation i mean that's just an aspect it's like saying that eating is just for nutrition there's so many aspects to sexuality that really inform our identity and any kind of education that was free of discrimination, bias, homophobia, sexism, racism, all of these things would have helped so much, I think, um, in expanding my idea of self. And when we don't give people a proper sex education in the ways that sexuality can really enhance your life, we're really doing a disservice to life itself because sexuality is such an important part of who we are. Whether you're sexually active with another person or not, it's more of an approach to life that has to do with um, enjoyment and enrichment. So sexuality is so beyond to me, like an important topic that needs education, that needs more education, that needs, needs more diversity and that needs uh, more of a voice for people who are learning. That is, I mean, everything you just said is like gospel, like let's just hold church now, like that's it, you're preaching, <laughs> it's so good. But I think like some yeah. of the stuff that stood out to me that really resonates with 
kind of the reason I do this is like this idea that sex can be fun, like that sex is about all these yeah. things. It's not just about procreation. It's not just about all the scare tactics you got if you did get sex ed, but there's this like fun element. And even more when you talked about like sense of self. And I think so many people don't realize how integrated our sexuality is with our sense of our whole self and how much better our understanding of ourselves can be when we have good sex education that is um, comprehensive and inclusive and affirming. Um, so yeah, thank you. Those are, that was a beautiful answer. Um, okay, you. so this is, a, this is a fun one that um, we've been asking a few people. Have you, uh, so I, I'll preface this with, um, we know that we tell people like, oh, ask your mom or ask your doctor when they have questions about sex. But our moms and our doctors didn't really get great sex ed either. And so um, they are physicians, especially, I don't think always do a super great job asking us about our sex lives. And I don't think they always do a super great job creating an open space for us to be like super honest, whether that's our mental health care, our physical health. I think that there's a real gap in um, educating professionals. And so um, I was wondering, have you ever lied to a medical or mental health professional about your sex life or about your identity or about or not told them something that maybe they need to know um, because you were embarrassed or because they didn't ask? Like, has there, that ever come up for you? Well, I think like when the early part of my starting to seek therapy, which probably was about 30 years ago, I was talking to therapists about my interest in um, power dynamics, BDSM, and thinking that somehow that made me um, flawed. That, that, that my interest in power dynamics and the use of power dynamics came from my own upbringing and my own experiences with sexual abuse. Because when we um, talk about sex so much and in terms of alternative sexuality, we think, oh, it's got to come from some kind of damaged place. When in truth, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with that. It's just a style. And so when I finally went to a therapist later who broke it down for me and she just said, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just a style. It's a style of like music. If you like hard rock music, you might like a hard sensation when you're having sex. There's no judgment or area where she was saying that's too much or that means something like you were damaged and so you seek damage. It has nothing to do with that. It's just a style preference. And when you can break it down in such a neutral way, and when a medical professional can do that in such a neutral way, it's really healing because then you're like, oh, I've been going about this all wrong. I need to take out this sort of like um, kind of a religious context of what I'm doing that I'm, I'm not even of that religion anymore, but the remnants of the uh, patriarchy of it still remain in my system somehow, you know, and I'm not even like, I don't belong to any of these churches or these institutions, yet I still internalize some of their lessons. So when we can really uh, neutralize our own desire and get rid of the judgments around it, it's powerful. I think medicine can help us. I'm from the generation where you would talk to your clergy about <laughs> what you're doing in the bedroom, like, which is so crazy to me now. I mean, oh. that's really, that's really crazy. It's another kink, you know, but kink and all of these things that are looked at by society as extreme are actually really not. They're just style. 
I love, it's just style. I freaking love that. I am gonna, I'm so glad this is recorded. So I have something to quote. My thesis is on BDSM behavior and identity and I'm like writing mm -hmm. it at this moment. And so you just, everything you said, just spoke to him like over here going, like, yes, yes, yes. Like trying not to interrupt you with my like em emphatic agreement of what you're saying. But yeah, you're right. Having a professional say to you, like, this is okay. Is yeah. so healing. And it's, yeah, it's so healing. It's not only okay. It's not even a big deal. Not even a big deal. Yeah, it's just, just a like, style. I love not, that. It's just a style. I, it's I, just a style. I, I love it's, it's that. Nothing. Yeah, and it's so healing. And then what you're, you know, what she was doing is like you're you're diverting your attention and thinking that all of these um, kinks and sexual preferences and proclivities are the problem when the real problem is drug addiction. The real problem is codependency. The real problem is, um, you know, being in a, a relationship where you're continually being gaslit. So those kinds of things are the real problem. So that was like, she was the kind of therapist that was like, I'm going to force you to look at what's really wrong in your life and stop making you think that these things that are, are wrong are actually not wrong at all. I freaking love it. Let's look at the real issue and not blame your sex life for your problems. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. what an amazing concept that should in no way be like novel or new. And yet so many people still struggle with all that shame. So mm -hmm. um, I think, okay, so you've, you've definitely answered this in a few ways, but maybe if there's anything else that comes to you, I'm going to ask you the next two questions kind of together. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, why do you think good success... I'm going to say it again. Why do you think sex education is important? And what does good sex education look like to you? I think sex education is really important because in the generation that I grew up in, sex ed was very gendered and you would split up, you know, male to female, like, and you would have the sort of menstruation conversation. And then <laughs> I'm not this. sure what the boys were doing. Yeah. The boys were, I guess, were like, I don't know what they were doing, like playing like seven up or kickball or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. then, um, you know, you sort of had uh, vague lessons on sexuality, but, you know, really it was just so vague and it was so limited. It was so heteronormative and it was only for this sort of fear around pregnancy yeah. that um, really... Uh, for those of us who were queer, for those of who, who were questioning, who were just different, it didn't apply. So I think sex education now looks like the real world of diversity and what that means and how we can be different. And that gender isn't so much about quote unquote biology that we have assigned traits to a certain gender that we feel like our natural laws to uphold, but they're not. You know, these are just societal norms that need to be broken down for what they are, which is internalized patriarchy and misogyny and homophobia. So it's like, um, we need to really look at sexuality as a tool for living and a tool for identity and not uh, kind of just go one this narrow channel of like, okay, if you're going to do this, you might get pregnant and you may get an STD and all this stuff. There's so much more involved that, you know, we're only giving like a small piece of the story and that's not even the interesting part. 
Um, so is that you, you are so supportive of people doing sex education. Is that, is that why, why is that something that matters to you to be supportive of? I think sex education is very important. And I think it's also continuing. I think it's something that continues to reveal itself. I mean, I am going to be 53 and for me, sexuality looks so different than it did even in my forties. I, I think that, um, you know, I need women in their 60s to talk to about what's going on with me in um, my sexuality, the physical changes that I'm going through, because we really do go through kind of second adolescence. I guess it's supposed to be puberty in reverse, but a lot of the same issues come up and it really requires education. So I think that sex education needs to be a lifelong um, institution. You know, you can't come away from it knowing everything. And we will never know everything. Um, if we're going to be complete beings, we really have to understand all of those aspects of who we are sexually. And you can only do that through education. You can only do that through um, a lifetime of learning. And I was going into a lot of um, like hands-on training before the pandemic, um, I was doing a lot of uh, rope bondage training with um, Mistress Midori, yeah. who Midori. is an amazing educator. She's an amazing educator. And really it's like, you know, I, I kind of went into it thinking about this is like the complications of the rope bondage, but it's really about the attitude that you have when you're coming into it. And it's a very, it's a very intense practice that's really about like, coming into a mental space that's different so it's like so little has to do with actual sex or what we think of as sex exactly. and it's all about just like the discipline of coming at this from another direction and so education even though I've had a lot of sex and a lot of different kinds of sex I'm still benefiting so much from educators from being in a classroom setting um, and also taking this kind of stuff online it's really helpful that's awesome well it's lovely to have that kind of support. I got to tell you, like fills my heart with joy because it's definitely not support from all sides. You know, it's a, it's a hard road to be in doing this work. And so when you have people who are so vocal and nice, it's like, oh, so heartwarming. So I really oh, good. I say thank you thank on behalf you. of all of us. That kind of support thank is you. amazing. Um, well, I thank you so much for doing this. Um, since I have you here, do you have anything that you want to promote that you're working on right now that I can like send people to? I'm going to be, um, I'm just always working. I'm out online. I'm on, on um, Margaret underscore Cho, which is my Instagram. I'm at the Margaret Cho on TikTok, which I just started a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's I fun. love TikTok. There's a whole education aspect to TikTok. There's like kink talk, which people spell with a, instead of the I, they use a number one. And um, it's powerful. And I love all of like the um, gender fluid queer content on TikTok because it's a new generation teaching us old dogs how they're, exactly. they're living their <laughs> lives and it's powerful. So I love TikTok. Um, and my Twitter is at Margaret Cho. That's my OG Twitter. And my uh, website is margaretcho.com. And I'm back doing stand-up comedy touring out there. So people can come see me anytime. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll make sure all that is in uh, the show notes. And um, I really appreciate everything that you have said and the, your time today. And so thank you so much. Thank you. 
tuning in to Tickle Dot Life podcast, talking about sex. Tell me your story. Don't forget to fill out the application if you want to be um, interviewed and a part of this podcast. Um, the link will be featured below for you to do so. And make sure you comment and let us know how we did. Uh, follow us on social media. And I can't wait to hear from you.